And we're live. Welcome, folks, to a new episode of Common Sense Podcast with me, Mike Omni. It's a joy to have you with us, of course. If you're a returning listener, thank you very much. Good morning, good evening, whenever you're listening to this. And, of course, if it's your first time, welcome. Thank you for taking a chance on this little old kid. That makes no sense, but you get you get the gist. Uh, don't forget to hit the subscribe button, of course, if you're watching on YouTube. There's a video version, and for once... I think the video version is what's what is worth watching. Why? I'm wearing a hat, folks. I'm wearing a hat. So go check out the hat. <laughs> Why am I wearing a hat? I hear you asking. You know, not really. Uh, today's a special episode. It's a Q&A episode, it, which is a chance for you to ask questions. Now, questions have been sent in already. Sorry if you're thinking, well, I didn't get to send in a question. It's because we had to do this pretty quickly. So we kept it hush-hush. But um, we're going to be filming more question and answer episodes, which will be a bit of a fun episode uh, ever so often where you can just send in questions. So if you want your questions to be considered in the next one, you just go to hello um, at tcsnetwork.co.uk and you can send an email there with your question. In the topic, just put common sense pod or common sense podcast so we'll know that you're asking a question about the podcast. And folks, I'm going to be your dear dearie for a minute. You can ask me any questions you want. And I'll try and make sense of them for you. It's exciting because I normally don't do the question thing. So this is kind of fun. So we've got some questions already. I'm joined today by one of the producers at Common Sense, Torin. Where are you, Torin? There he is. Hello, everyone. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> it has been a while. Torin's going to be my, my helpful um, questioner today. Um, it's going to be throwing the questions people have asked to me, and I'll be trying to answer them. But Torin, I mean, a bit about you, bro. What, what, what do you do? Um, well, I'm, I'm literally just went into my first last year at uni today. So looking at, I'm basically just a student and I just do creative stuff every now and then. <laughs> That's you're, I not, you're not just a student. Oh, well, of course, a little bit more. I, I do this, help with the producing on this. Um, yeah, and just, I, I like to do stuff with cameras, videos, photography, all of that sort of stuff, really. Yeah, I saw you. I saw you do a video recently where you were like, "Guys, we just need to believe in ourselves more." We need to normalize extravagant self confidence, people. <laughs> and what does that mean? Why, why do we need to normalize that? People are always saying normalize things these days, but then they say things that are normal. Sounds like normalize smiling at people at the bus stop, and I'm like, <laughs> um, it's kind of already normal. You know what it is? It's because you know it's so easy to to put yourself down, and I think the norm is to try and not be arrogant and be like, oh, I'm not good at that. I'm not good at this. But if I was to be like, oh, I'm sick at what I do, people would be like, oh my gosh, he's so big headed. And so, so we just need to normalize the confidence and the energy that's positive rather than the negativity. That's so much easier these days. So yeah. That's just the gist of what I was kind of just feeling. I agree, man. We should normalize confidence. Although I do think some people are overconfident. And, um, <laughs> you know, and we, maybe we should normalize, we should not normalize that, but I do agree with you generally. That we, that's what it is. <laughs> that's the one. I agree there. I think, I think we're on the same page there. Right here. Let's get to some of these questions. Let's stop keeping our, our listeners waiting. Um, Torin, you're going to fill them to me. I'm going to do my best to be honest about them. Shoot, sir. All right. Oh, 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 oh by the way, cause I haven't, I didn't read all the questions by the way. I just kind of collated them and left them there so just so it's i'm not like kind of preparing i'm always preparing so i don't want to do that but also feel free to mess up the the order which will doubly confuse me okay. but um i trust in you 
Uh, shoot. As long, as long as you can give us honesty <laughs> and you're here for the smoke. So I have a Bible. Where's the Bible? I swear <laughs> to tell the truth. Nothing about the truth. Go ahead. The whole truth and nothing about the truth. Something like that. I don't know. Well, we'll start off nice and simple, nice and easy. You know, and we want the truth, Mike. The truth. What? No. How tall are you? <laughs> oh, God. This is a stupid question. Why? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We need answers. <laughs> Think about it. Why, why, why would you want to know my height? I guess in part, I'm always sat down. And I guess podcasting probably is a thing that short people love because they just get to, because <laughs> you only see them <laughs> and you can adjust the camera angles. Um, no, I'm five foot 11, um, almost six foot. Do not make faces, and That is my height. I measure myself frequently. Oh yeah. You used to think you used to think you're taller than me, right? I am taller than you. <laughs> quite a big margin. Oh, I can't do this. Let's not. Let's move on. I'm five foot eleven. To those who are wondering, um, although if you are thinking about being my suitor and your first interest is my height, then it probably won't work. <laughs> um, but if you're looking for someone with like a a, a big derriere, then uh, uh, Torrens your man because <laughs> he's been he's been getting lots of comments about the size <laughs> of his backside because he's been eating lots of eggs. Um, and and uh, obviously not not skipping squat day. Well, it's, it's all natural. It's all natural. <laughs> Here's an interesting <laughs> one. Let's keep it juicy. Are you single or are you mingling? Sorry, what is this? Is, is, I'm sorry. Know. This is common sense. What what's going? What, who who wants to know if I'm single or mingling? This one is going to be a good to, good one to lead us into the next one. That's quite interesting. I'm sorry. This is not what folks are, are tuning into this podcast thinking, hey, you know what? Let's find out what's happening in the world. And you're asking okay, me if I'm right. single. Okay. I am single. Um, mingling is a very wide uh, continuum. So when, <laughs> so when you say mingling, what does that mean? Am I in a serious mingle? Of course not. Are there peripheral mingling happening? Well, yes. Of course, there's always mingling's happening. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's all, folks. So I don't know what people mean by that. But of course, there's always mingling happening. Mingling is a, is a natural feature of human life. Mm. You should have got into law. You're very good at worming. <laughs> well, I'm being honest, Torrent. Are you mingling? Huh? I'm in a relationship, so I guess I'm mingling seriously. <laughs> good. Here's a good one. So, could you date a Brexiter? <laughs> <laughs> could I date a Brexiter? Um, well, yes. I, I think. Okay. So, I never foray into relationship advice, but what the heck? I'm wearing a hat. Why not? <laughs> I don't think. I think one of the joys of relationships is meeting people who are different to you. Um, and, and who hold different perspectives. Now, Brexit is just one vote. So, of course, I could date someone who voted Brexit. Of course, I could, because there's normal, rational people who voted Brexit. Could I date somebody who, who has a totally different political, political perspective from me? Yeah, yeah. But I think there's going to be some limits, right? And when I say limits, I mean, like, you know, how society should be organized generally, cool. The size of the state, cool. 
when it comes to like rights and responsibilities and stuff like that, that's where for me, I think there's a bit of a red line and I'm very kind of big on certain things and a bit loose on, on other things. So yeah, man, your relationship should be a place where you, where you, where you, you know, I, I, I put it this way. I think the common sense ethos mm. should bleed into your relationship because then it gives you a chance to, to, um, to just, to just, to just kind of have interesting discussions at lunch. Imagine dinner with your wife and you're like, what do you think about this? She's like, I agree with you. And you're like, thank you. <laughs> it's like, well, end of combo. You know, it's nice when she goes, I don't see you that way. And you kind of go back and forth. What I can't do is be in some sort of serious relationship with like a disagreeable person. So I don't like people who, and I was talking, talking about this with like the new producer for Common Sense Pod, uh, Winter, who just joined us. I hate disagreeable people, people who demonize other people who have different perspectives to them. I can't stand. So I couldn't do that. Someone who's like, oh, kill all white men or all that kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah, I'm all right. Thank you. But that's not me. That is true. I, even my parents, they have very different political views. And it's really interesting. Really? Yeah, it's quite, quite, quite different, actually. And I think that's the best part because it's like some of their biggest debates are on politics, but it's never been a thing of you're wrong. I'm right. Get out the house. It's like, huh. <laughs> That's interesting that you think that. I think this, and then it believes. So, who, who do you side with more, your mum or your dad? Um, I'm very in the middle. I, oh, of I, course, I, you I, are. Look at I, you. I hate that I am, but I am. <laughs> I think they're both. My dad's got a very interesting view sometimes. My mom's got a very casual labor, you know, just always down the line type. Yeah, that's okay. You know, do, but... do they both believe in the vaccine? <laughs> Um, oh no, I've got, I've got a phone. I've got a FaceTime call. This is a really Christmassy episode, isn't it? I'm just getting calls everywhere. You've been doing this Shoot. for how long? Do they, <laughs> do they both, yeah, do they both believe in, um, in, Bre in, uh, in vaccines? That's why I was going to ask. Uh, nah, they're, they're, they're skeptics. Right, next question. <laughs> <laughs> next okay, question. Um, next question. Are you left wing or white? Or right? Am I white? Am I white wing, Torrin? Is that what you're asking? I thought we made so much progress in 2021. Is that what you're I'm asking sorry. me? <laughs> are you left or are you right? Yeah. Again, I think that continuum is broken, man. I just don't think left wing, right wing exists the way it used to exist. Um, there's lots of different distinctions now that separates people more than left wing and right wing. I mean. Uh, culture and climate change and 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 culture wars and th these kind of things have kind of separated and caused more schisms to exist beyond just like I'm right wing I'm left wing so now you've got open versus closed folks who believe in uh, you know globalization and kind of rampant interconnectedness and stuff like that folks who are nationalists and, and kind of you know want to really have uh, unfettered nationalism back there's all these other things so I, I couldn't I'm left on some issues. I'm right on some issues. I always say I'm libertarian because, you know, I'm kind of like laissez-faire. For folks who are wondering what that is, libertarians, essentially, if you had different dials that you can, you know, put to different levels for your political perspective, liberty for me, it goes like into overdrive. And for me, what's really important is that we have a small state, so a small government. We give people individual liberties to kind of pursue and do whatever they want to do. And what the government does really is enforce property rights. And what that means is if someone takes my product or my things, the government comes to sort that out. That's pretty much their role. Of course, they can build bridges. Of course, they can build roads. But beyond those very limited things, 
that's what the government should do as it pertains to like a social safety net or like you know if someone uh, falls on hard times i i do think that should be left in some parts of private charity and what you'll start seeing is religious groups and organizations coming together to solve those problems but i don't believe in big government and and, and stuff like that i've never i've never really felt an affinity towards that but honestly I, I like to play left if the government's right. I like to play right if the government's left. Um, and and I just like asking questions more than I'm advocating a specific view that everyone should follow. Is there at any point, would you say that you lean any which way more? Or are you trying to say you, you're bang in the middle or you're in this whole new place that you've created? <laughs> well, libert libertarians aren't new. The libertarians are, you know, libertarians do skew right wing. Because, because uh, you know, I guess pre-2008, the, the right did believe in small government. But the issue is COVID has forced everyone massively to the left. So the government, who could have believed that the, that the Conservative Party would be running these large social projects like before COVID? Like we just wouldn't have. And you saw Rishi Sunak during COVID pretty much like run whole industries through the government because they just had no money. Yeah, I think I probably on social issues when i say social issues i mean like freedoms and probably lean left i believe people should be given freedom i i just necessarily so i'm a classical liberal in that sense i just really believe everyone should be given freedom to kind of live and be whoever they want to be um on government issues and kind of money and stuff like that i, I lean right i think that's just kind of that's just so observable if you know me i'm kind of like save live be, within your means Mm -hmm. contraction like just literally small and whatever so that's probably what i would say but um i, I, I get from get, get to a man that can no but get to a man that can do both get to a man that can go to a blm <laughs> protest yeah. and then later on like rule britannia <laughs> i'm joking i'm that's not me but i'm saying get someone with range torrent yeah I, I do agree i think sometimes when you have these people that are just narrow into one line of thought it's like how can you actually see all the issues in yeah. the same way? It actually doesn't make sense because... I think they're lying. It's a bit toxic at times as well sometimes. I think when you see the extreme left and the extreme right, it's like, yo, that's not normal. <laughs> yeah. I think, right. I think so, someone said it was, it was Chris Williamson on, on an earlier podcast that said that I shouldn't be able to tell all your political perspectives from one of your political perspectives. So so, so if, your, if your views on abortion is related to your view on like taxation something's wrong you're literally following a line rather than thinking freely i just think if we think freely our perspectives will be messy man it won't all line up neatly so that's my personal perspective interesting so what do you really think about mr johnson himself is that your friend oh, oh boris johnson. <laughs> i'm thinking mr johnson who's mr johnson torrent our prime minister. I was thinking of. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh. Uh, do you know the song? Yeah. Oh, geez, you only know TikTok songs, don't you? Uh, there we go. Um, right. Uh, I don't know, man. Who 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 can call Boris Johnson competent? I mean, come on. Who who Boris Johnson is what I call? And I'm joking. I'm not, I'm not going to go on a rant. I, I just think it, it's just so sad. I rate one thing from Boris Johnson, and, and it's the fact that he's wanted this job, Prime Minister, all his life, and somehow he ended up getting it, right? That is amazing, to, to, to want something and to spend years working at it and to eventually get it. Generally speaking, though, I just find him so talentless. Um, 
I mean, the most interesting thing he did was get involved in like a debate uh, on intelligence, intelligence squared where he faced, I forgot her name, but a public intellectual about the Romans versus the Tudors. I think that's the only time I've seen him be interesting and kind of contribute something meaningful to the world. Beyond that, it's just a wet wipe, isn't he? So I'm assuming you don't agree with the way he handled COVID and all these different Torin, do you agree with the way he handled COVID? I don't agree. I'm just like, it was the first time this ever happened. Like, cut the man some slack, innit? No, no, no. Should I tell you, should I tell you what, the, what his real problem is? So you have something called the National... Um, uh, council, National Emergency Council, I think it's called, which is basically this group that's convened every single week. They're meant to meet to talk about um, issues pertaining to national security, right? And not just like war. So you might think about like, uh, uh, you know, soldiers and like generals. No, it's literally just anybody who, who who's part of who would be part of a response to a crisis? So whether it's uh, bio biochemical weapons or it's warfare or it's pandemics, yeah. you never believe that before before Boris Johnson, pretty much prime ministers would go on a weekly basis to these meetings. You know, Cobra National, uh, I forgot what it's called, but essentially this group. Boris Johnson, right? It's been said that he wasn't attending weekly. There were, there were times where he would send different, and we know this because he wasn't chairing all the Cobra meetings as well. So this is someone who, like, who, 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 similar to Tony Blair, wanted to kind of purport this presidential style of governance, where he just kind of like sends delegates in each place and just essentially does whatever else he wants to do. So we could have been more prepared for COVID. I mean, literally, your job, the first job of a prime minister, and you learn this first year politics AS is to keep the public safe. Mm. That's your first job, just to keep us safe. Yeah. Because if we all die, no one cares about your new bridge because we're dead, right? So we can't, drive, we can't drive over your bridge. So I'm not saying they should have been able to kind of see COVID happening a mile away, but I would hope that the highest level of intelligence in this country, provided we learn about COVID in November, by March, hopefully they have a plan. You know, hopefully they have a plan, and they didn't have a plan. So, for me, that that you know, it's criminal to be quite fact, uh, to be quite frank. The fact that he just shows so little interest in in actual governing, and he's really interested in campaigning. He loves speeches. He's like one of those teachers that just likes like standing up in front of the students talking. But then the lesson plan is dead. So when he's actually teaching, you're like, bro, this makes no sense. But he's like, oh yeah, but I got another joke for you guys. You're like, yeah, but we've got we've got GCSE soon, Mr. Frank, and we don't have the material. Like a substitute teacher. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, oh, do you want to watch a film? You're like, yo, the, the exams. You know when students start like speaking up, like, so we're not ready for the exam. <laughs> and the yeah, teachers yeah, just yeah. they're like, <laughs> interesting. So, so when when are you running? Running, I'm going for a 10k run tomorrow. Prime Minister, I've heard a, I've seen a couple of times in your comments people saying Mike for Prime Minister. So, when yeah, is yeah. I, I think people say that to anyone they like, <laughs> but then one of the one of the ways to make sure you're hated by at least 50% of the population is to run for parliament. <laughs> it, this is the thing, like, it because we're so divided right now, like, why would you leave? private citizen uh, mm -hmm. private citizenship especially if you run a business or you're doing something that that you know you're creating impact another way why would you just subject yourself to be hated by 50 percent of the population 
because you feel like you're cool to actually make the impact and change that we've been missing? Do you feel like you have the qualities that you could actually implement the change that you, you're not seeing already? I think you do. I think you, I think you are... Me? Yeah, yeah, big time, big time. I think you're a people person. You care. You're creative. You, you literally said at the start of this call, um, <laughs> you're, cre you're creative and you're like, um, you're fun. So that's what we've been missing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe not fun because Boris Johnson's fun. But but honestly, I, I I used to dream about this when I was young. Like, you know, what would I do in the world? How would I create impact? Honestly, politics is is always an option. But um, I, I, it God would have to. We we have a say. I'm a Christian. We have a say in like the Holy Spirit arresting. I feel like the Holy Spirit would have to arrest me. Right, like in a dream, I'm like, you must do it, <laughs> and I'd be like, God, no, because I, I just don't find it alluring. I also think like it just takes so long, and, and I'm not a particularly patient person, you know. I, of course, I can be patient, but like 10 years to slowly change the makeup of, a, of, of, of the structure of a country, I don't know if I've got that stamina, Torin, if I'm honest with you, but um. You know, I think there's many other ways to meaningfully get involved and to make a difference in society. Interesting. Speaking of like policy and all these different things, we saw you on a uh, GB News. So this is a two twofold question. Firstly, do you think GB News will flop? <laughs> oh God! Everyone, everyone's talking about this. Obviously, Andrew Neil was on Question Time not too long ago because he departed from GB News. For folks, maybe if you are listening internationally, GB News is this British uh, channel that was essentially meant to be like a an alternative to the BBC. The BBC is what you'd maybe call public interest, you know, balanced news. Um, and, the G and GB News was meant to be like a right wing version with less red tape and a bit more kind of, you know, rather than a 24 hour news cycle, they would do specific shows and be edgy and and whatever. And Andrew Neil was kind of the big counterweight for that. He He's this political journalist with lots of gravitas, someone who's been doing it for a long time. And so the idea was like he would kind of be the center of gravity almost and hold the thing together with his, you know, cred uh, credibility. He's obviously left because he said that he disagrees with the direction that, that the station's taken. Honestly, maybe I'm a bit alone here, but I do think the UK news ecosystem needs a shakeup. That's why the Commons Network exists. I do think there are lots, there, there are lots of left-wing, uber-left platforms that we kind of say is okay. I don't want to name any of them before I get attacked or being like, oh, we're not uber-left. But there are definitely left-wing platforms to exist. And I think if we're going to, in the interest of balance and plurality, if something like Navara Media is allowed to exist, then I don't see a reason why GB News couldn't exist or something like Talk Radio couldn't exist. I think you need those balances. Because if, if I watch Navara Media for a year, my perspective on the country and what the country looks like is going to be very different to if I was watching BBC. And I think the same same thing's true if I was watching you know, GB News uh, you know, versus Navara Media and BBC. So you need that plurality. You need that kind of you know, a uh, 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 continuum. Interesting for people to know as well that the UK, uh, based on the Eurobarometer study, um, for four years in a row, had the least trusted media ecosystem in the whole of Europe. So there's obviously something about, so people going like, oh, we don't need them, everything's fine. Not really. We're the least trusted news media ecosystem in Europe for four years in a row. Clearly something in our system isn't working. 
And folks who kind of just go, oh, yeah, it's crap because everything's fine. I put it to you that that's not the case at all. The stats don't show that the British public are happy with the way things currently sit. How things change, I'm not sure. But I don't think what we have now is perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. How do you feel about the American version of... I heard someone... Who was I talking to? I heard someone give the perspective that the GB News Network is kind of now uh, an Americanized version of the news, kind of like CNN and all these sort of things. So do you reckon this is in the... the better direction or should we stick to yeah. that? Uh, bro, it's realistic, man. I mean, you're a millennial. You now probably don't see America 6,000 miles away because, yeah. like, it's just on your phone. You probably I'll have friends in America. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally, right? Um, you have friends there. You probably FaceTime people there on a weekly basis. Like, it's just so close now. Yeah. And so we consume so much American uh, stuff. And because of interconnectedness, you know, and the, and the, and the internet, we're so connected. So I think that the, the, the consumption trends and patterns of young people is very different to your older folk. So we are used to people kind of going back and forth in the news and going, I disagree with you. And, and that doesn't jostle my heart. If anything, I like that. I like when people are passionate about what they believe in, right? So the market is changing. Come again. More entertaining. More entertaining. It's more fun. Um, that's the thing that you know. Remember, you are so so so. Ult so ultimately, I just think the market is changing. And if you're going to be placating or trying to speak to a young audience, there's nothing wrong with it. I do the, the one thing I don't like about the American system, though, is and I think the UK system is kind of similar, although not as bad. Is it's very hard to ascertain truth. Like I'm watching the American system, yeah, and I watch MSNBC, and they're like, Biden did this, and I watch Fox, and they're like, no, he didn't, he did this, and I'm like, so what did he actually do? It's, it's, <laughs> way, more, it's way more opinionated and kind of like, this is what I think should happen. I think that definitely works for American culture in the sense of like, oh, you know, you see even with um, ESPN and Sports Time, you've got those sports debates going, it's like that, but when you apply that to the factual news of this is what's going on in the world, I don't know where it actually fits in. <laughs> so I agree. I, I, I think you're right. I can definitely see the dangers, but at the same time, I think the news ecosystem in the UK is pretty, it, it's problematic in its own way. I mean, we, we literally have three companies that control 71%. I mean, I can go into my the common sense mode and just, and just be like five companies and just talk about kind of the, 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 the um, concentration of ownership we have. Yeah. Like three guys control 84% of broadcast. Like they control everything. So, so there are problems too here. And I don't want us to be like, America's the bad one and we're good. It's like, nah, that ain't it, homie. <laughs> I guess that's what the mission of TCS is to try and create something new, you know? So did you say TCS or common sense? That's what I said. I said common sense. <laughs> <laughs> Folks don't know, we undergone a branding change. We are now called common sense not TCS network anymore because TCS sounds like a salt company. We don't sell, sell salt. Um, <laughs> we have salty people. Um, we, we don't sell salt. So we're called common sense. <laughs> Makes sense. You're literally rebranding. So everyone knows that this is common sense. <laughs> oh, come on now. We did That's that, it. mate. <laughs> last one, last one. This is quite a good one. I'd like to know your opinions and views on this. How could we have made Afghanistan less of a disaster? Oh Lord, um, that's a bit above my pay grade, as I said oh, on GPU. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's hard because it is a multifaceted, com like you know, and a kind of really complicated problem. The two podcasts ago, I spoke about the 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 um the 
I guess, kind of different issues that's been happening from 1995 all the way down to 2021. And I just highlighted four or five things. The truth is I could have went through 50 things that's happened because it's quite complicated. The one thing I do think is a kind of clear open goal that we didn't score, and I think Joe Biden is in part to blame here, is to, for the life of me, I don't understand why we would get the military out before we try to get out like ordinary personnel. That for me is still spinning me. Like, I don't get what, how that makes any sense. So like, the military all go and we're like, oh, we got people stuck. How will we get them out? And I'm thinking, did no one at some stage go, excuse me, excuse me. Should we get the people out first? <laughs> like, like I just, should we get the people who aren't trained in combat, who don't have guns? Should we get them out first? The people who might be subjugated under a Taliban regime, should we get them out? People are like, nah, soldiers, we're, 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 we're getting out of here. That, that I didn't get, right? That was a bit kind of puzzling to me. Um, that would have made this, the situation better. The Doha deal that Donald Trump signed, uh, that not being signed would have made the situation better. For, for folks, I know you can read about it at TCS Network the UK. But of course, what happened was uh, Trump signed a deal essentially committing to when the US troops would leave um, Afghanistan and leave Kabul. So like, again, publicly telling your enemies when you're leaving, agreeing to it in print, how in the world does that help you prepare uh, properly to keep everyone safe when they know exactly when you're, when you're going to leave? You know, the U.S. have done this thing over the years where they announce the amount of troops that are leaving. So they're literally telling the Taliban and other forces that, you know, the, the U.S. presence in, in, uh, in Afghanistan is slowly dwindling. And they're telling them, now we have 20,000 less officers. I'm thinking, why are we doing this? Like, I don't, I, I've never got that. But hey, ho. Those few things could make the situation better. The truth of the matter is it's a complicated situation. I don't want to make it seem like it's super easy. There's lots of different reasons for decisions made, but those few things, I think, could have made the situation better. Hmm. Interesting. And you say you're not ready to be prime minister. <laughs> you were just sitting on that one, weren't you? <laughs> I've been waiting for that all day, mate. Oh, you absurd. You're the people's champ, Torrent. I think you'd be brilliant, honestly. I think you're missing, you're missing, you're missing a, a really great opportunity. Hey, maybe I'll, I'll I'll get better at my policy and then I'll come back in another 15 years. Do you know what it is? The problem is, and I'll end on this right, people look at the politicians we've had so far and they go, they don't look like me. And they go, for that reason, I can't be one. Mm -hmm. No. Set the standard. I never thought I would say this, but take inspiration from Donald Trump. <laughs> you know what I do, do think? I do think it is time to put take out these... Not educated, because educated is the wrong word, but these people that have been put through that kind of system and start putting in these creatives, these visionaries, and these people that think differently. Because one of the issues is that we've been pigeonholed to seeing people like Boris Johnson, these people that go to Eton College and all these sort of things. And now it's just, we are where we are. <laughs> so let's just the scripts and do something different. And people like Donald Trump <laughs> and Kanye West, as much as that's crazy, not necessarily them people, but people with that kind of edge to them that have that different... I agree. I think that's I agree. I think the creativity you said is so key. Like so, some of the problems we we face right now need creative solutions. Mm -hmm. When I say creative, I don't mean like oh, you know, woo, kooky. No, I mean like really interested, innovative ideas. Okay. And the idea that you know, and you no know one thing I used to think as well. Like when I was younger, I was like, oh, Eton and like Oxford Uni, they must be geniuses. They're literally like you. Mm -hmm. Like Boris Johnson is not that intelligent. He just isn't. I mean, look at the. I mean, if you're on a judgment based on policy, let's judgment based on policy. You know, th this idea that 
you know, when you're young, you kind of just lift up these, let's be quite frank, white men who went, who had a certain education as this elite. They're not elite. Yeah. They paid for education, but, 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 but look at the country like that they built for the most part. In what way can you say this is sort of a elite system? Like, well, this is a this is a country full of antagonisms. So, so let's try and actually get new people with different lived experiences into these structures of power and see how and see how they kind of reshape the, the country because they they will place value on different things. Boris Johnson, we know, cared more about the economy, right, in the middle of a of a global pandemic at the beginning, at least, more than people. I'm not willing to be convinced on that. I've, I've read the, I've, I've looked into it thoroughly and it's clear to see that what yeah. would have happened to this country, supposing we had somebody else who had different priorities that maybe we would have come out of the greatest uh, threat in our lifetimes to our lives, a different country. But it seems like Boris Johnson and, and, and his friends just want to move back to like the normal, like normal ASAP. That, yeah. Like, what have we learned from COVID? All that's happening now is people's national insurance is being raised. Taxes are going up for ordinary people. You're like, hold on. How can we go through this crazy thing and we come out worse? Eaten, eaten my, my black foot. I think I've lost Torin. Right. Well, I'm, I, I'll, I'll do the close because Torian's frozen in this really innocent pose. Folks, I'm just going to say thank you. Thank you for being part of this slightly odd episode, but I hope it was enjoyable. Some questions, some answers. Again, if you want to ask questions, we're going to tally them all up. And later on, um, probably in about five episodes or six episodes or so, we'll do this again. I'll bring some friends along. Hopefully we'll have a really good chat. Um, hello at tcsnetwork.co.uk and you can find out uh, what I think about whatever question you want to ask. So if you haven't done so, do hit the subscribe button on YouTube. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, again, hit the follow button. And of course, if you're on Apple Podcasts, uh, you can subscribe too, but also leave a review. Let us know how you are finding this. I want to get at least 10 reviews done following this episode. So please leave us a review. Uh, thanks so much for being part of this episode. Um, if you're interested in the Common Sense Network, you can join us. It's very simple. Join tcsnetwork.co.uk I hope you have a great week and I'll see you in the next episode